Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pacholke. Happy New Year, Tyler. What's been going on, man? What up, dude? Happy New Year, man. Oh, thank you. Uh, before we start, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. And if you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash TSK show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TSK show, or just type in keyword the Sports Kingdom show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. So since we last did an episode, the NFL playoffs are upon us. A lot of great NBA hoops action has taken place, but first we thought we'd update everyone with what has been going on with us and the show. Uh, We started the show in the middle of September, and it's now January 2018, so thank you everybody for all the continued support. We have a lot of great stuff in the works for this coming year. Obviously, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, but we're now looking to venture into the YouTube world. Uh, We're actually, full disclosure, recording this episode at Tyler's apartment. We're going to figure out a way to come up with a set here so we can start filming each episode and give you guys as much uh, TSK show content as we can. Also, we have a website in the works where you'll be able to find everything TSK show related. So 2018 is going to be a big year for us. We're, we're excited to have all of you along for the ride. Yes, sir. Let's jump right back into it. Uh, I think, Tyler, we should start off with our predictions for the NFL playoffs. Yeah, they're here. They're upon us. We finally made it. Yeah, we finally have the field. It was... Yep. There was a lot. There was, was a lot painful. at stake. It was painful. There's there was, we're here now. Yeah, there was there was a lot at stake this past Sunday. A lot of different uh, yeah. games meaning a lot to a lot of different teams. Yeah. Let's start in the AFC though. Let's start with that five four matchup. We got the Titans coming in as the five seed against the Chiefs. Chiefs Come, made it in. Yeah. They lived into the playoffs. Somehow they they had that. They started off great. They had that lull in the middle of the year. Yeah. Uh, and I get they they finally figured it out. I thought I, I remember I said the Chiefs weren't going to win another game for the rest of the season when they w- went into that little uh, yeah yeah no. uh, slump. It was uh, no, it was questionable there for a while, but I'm glad to see they got there. I, I kind of I knew that I, I felt like I knew that they would. They're a talented team. They got players on both sides of the ball. They're ready to roll. They got a great home field. Yeah, that home field advantage is going to come in key for them. So, and yeah, I think I think starting out in the playoffs, they're going to come out with a W against the uh, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I, I also think the Chiefs are going to beat the Tennessee Titans. I just think Alex Smith, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill—it's just going to be yeah. too much. Yeah, the Titans had a great season. It's great that they got into the playoffs. Um, that AFC South division was a lot better than people thought, um, and it's going to be good. You know, depending on where Love stands, that. that that division is going to be good in the AFC for uh, for years to come. Jacksonville and Tennessee are both good young football teams, but uh, yeah, definitely I think both ultimately the, the home field advantage is going to be too much, and uh, Kansas City is going to come out with a victory. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so we got the Chiefs moving on to take on the Patriots in the yeah in the AFC uh, divisional championship. Andy Reid and Belichick—that's going to be good. Yeah, 
Uh, so for the six three matchup or the three six matchup, we got the Buffalo Bills in the NFL playoffs yes, for the sir. first time in seventeen yeah. years. That's awesome. Um, they almost what, fucking blew it too. I can't believe. It. I know. I mean, I, I, it's almost too bad they made the playoffs because that coach doesn't really deserve it. But yeah, it's to think that to sit Tyrod like that and then have Nathan Peterman throw five interceptions yeah, that game. They almost blew it. I mean, they. You know, I'm I'm glad they're in the playoffs, but that that could have been a disastrous uh, decision. But they're here, and then that's where you want to be, especially playing in the, the Patriots division. So, uh, yeah, great season. Go Tyrod. Yeah, uh, they're taking on the three seed, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who probably were the surprise of the AFC. Absolutely. Jacksonville is definitely, I don't think anyone thought, just because people were on the fence about Bortles and that offense. Um, the defense, people didn't know how good they really were yet. Uh, but they're here. They're ready to play. They're going to yeah. win this game. So it's, it's crazy to think that Jacksonville's going to get a win in the playoffs, but I think they are. Yeah, I also I also think Jacksonville's going to be able to use their home field advantage to an advantage yeah. uh, against Buffalo. Uh, and I have the Jaguars moving on uh, to take on the Steelers in the other AFC Divisional game. Yeah. Uh, but also, real quick, shout out Bills Mafia. Yeah. Um, uh, they uh, the email. The email they're sending the Bengals wings. Yeah, that's badass. Um, but also, I saw that. Bills fans were donating seventeen dollars each to Andy Dalton's yeah. charity, and yeah. they were, they were able to raise like twenty two thousand dollars in like a day. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's that's, that's awesome. They're happy to be there. They needed some help from Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, Baltimore was in the driver's seat. You know, they're the only team that had nine wins going into that game, um, and they ended up losing that game and opening up the door for Buffalo to get in there for the first time since the nineties. Yeah. Um, do you want to stick with the AFC or do you want to move to... No, let's... Let's, let's just uh, go NFC. Yeah, let's All right. with the wild card weekend. All right, so uh, the rest of wild card weekend, we got uh, the 3-6 matchup in the NFC. We got the Falcons traveling to Los Angeles for a home playoff game at the Coliseum yep. against the LA Rams. This is going to be tough. This is a really tough game to pick a winner. Yeah. Because, I mean, Atlanta just made a, play, a Super Bowl run last year. L.A. is the, the the surprise of the NFC. Yeah, I mean, worst to first, really. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I know you're going to hate this, but i got to go with the dirty words. I think they're going to travel over here and get the game and get the win. Um, just too much experience. They've made these playoff runs. They've been playing playoff games the last couple weeks, the regular season. See. You know what really sucks is I'm gonna have to agree with you, and it, it really hurts to say that. Yeah. I really I think the Falcons are gonna be able to get it done. I think uh, the Rams, similar with the Eagles and the Vikings, are in a pretty tough situation because they're going against teams that have some pretty elite quarterbacks on their side. Yeah, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Out. The Rams, Philadelphia, Minnesota, all three very young teams. And I just think that inexperience is going to be a detriment to those teams in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, I also have the Falcons moving on to take on the Eagles in the divisional round of the I, NFC. I like, I like to definitely win the game, but I think Atlanta's going to come out with a strong start. It's just going to be uh, Atlanta's game. Yeah. Uh, next, we got the five-four matchup: uh, Carolina traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. NFC South matchup. Yeah. I mean, Shout all three. NFC South. Yeah. Teams to the playoffs. 
Um, that's the maximum you can do. That's that's great. They're a super competitive league. It's going to be another good game, but uh, ultimately I think I got Drew Brees. So do I. Yeah, Cam Newton didn't look too hot last week. Cam Newton didn't look too hot. The Panthers have been somewhat inconsistent all year. Drew Brees, um, is, Drew Brees is a very dangerous man in these playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the NFC is completely wide open for the taking. Exactly. Uh, Drew Brees is absolutely the most um, decorated veteran in the NFC playing in the playoffs. Oh, 100%. So, yeah, I got I got New Orleans. That run game is too good. Their defense is too good. Uh, but Drew Brees, if that's enough to take him to the next round. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think what we're going to see in the NFC – playoffs is similar to what we might probably see in the West or what we've seen in the past in the West in the NBA where the NFC beats up on each other and I think eventually the Super Bowl champ will probably come from the AFC yeah. but we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit um, so for the divisional round in the AFC we got the number one seed New England Patriots defending Super Bowl champs yeah. in Foxborough taking on the Kansas City Chiefs yeah to me, this is pretty much a no-brainer. Yeah, Tom dude. Brady, Bill Belichick in the playoffs. Yeah, at home. At home. It's uh, been freezing two weeks, there. Two weeks to prepare. Yeah, uh, the bye week. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, yeah, New England for sure. Yeah, and also, shout-out James Harrison. He actually did some pretty productive things for the, yeah, for the Patriots. Yeah, what, two sacks and two plays. And, a, and a forced fumble. Yeah, a strip sack. That's right, a strip sack and, and another sack, yeah. That guy's amazing. I don't know how he keeps doing it. That, that's uh, it's crazy that Pitt had to let them go in New England swoop. Yeah, that, that's the way it goes. That whole situation is kind of crazy to me, and it, it sucks. Yeah, we had to take a little hiatus, and we couldn't really talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's interesting to hear what all the Pittsburgh teammates were saying about James. Yeah, just never like, what you want to hear. That's and you never, and you never really right. know which side of the story is yeah, true. There's, yeah. there's three sides to every story. There's yeah. his side. There's the other side, and then there's yeah, the actual yeah, truth. Absolutely. So, but yeah, no, I think New England. Uh, I think New England's definitely a lock, no matter who they play. It's exactly. Exactly. Yep. And uh, now the two-three matchup in the AFC. We got Pittsburgh taking on Jacksonville. Really, who would have thought Jacksonville was going to make it at all to the playoffs, let alone the divisional round? Yeah. No, I, I don't think uh, anybody thought Jacksonville would be in a position to win a playoff game, but they definitely are. Uh, Buffalo is a favorable matchup, and then coming to the Pittsburgh, that's a tough, that's a yeah. tough go of it. I, I mean, mean, obviously one of the most talented offenses in the, in the league, but they have a great defense. It's going to be a nitty gritty game. They can definitely pull an upset here, but I think ultimately Pittsburgh is going. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty much going to be chalk in the uh, in the AFC with uh, the Patriots and Steelers matching up in the AFC Championship game. I mean, what's really a big question for the Steelers is uh, Antonio Brown's health. Yeah, I mean, I've seen yeah. I've seen a couple of videos on Instagram of him training and rehabbing, yeah. and he, he looks like he's on pace to and be he back. Got that but, off at least, but uh, I mean, when he comes back, he's gonna have to play against you know one of the best corners in the league in Jalen Ramsey or Booty. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's not gonna be an easy comeback, but I think Pittsburgh's got enough in the tank as far as their run game. Yeah, definitely. Big Ben and their defense. So the. The divisional matchups in the NFC shake out a little bit differently, uh, according to us, how we think it's going to turn out. Uh, we got the 1-6 matchup, the Falcons versus the Eagles in Philadelphia. Yep. Obviously, Philadelphia is missing Carson Wentz. Yep. I think the Falcons are going to upset. I guess it's not really an upset anymore, yeah. but seed-wise, I, I do have the Falcons upsetting the number one seed, Philadelphia Eagles. 
to move on to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that's a it's a it's just a tough game. I kind of went back and forth, but I think Philadelphia is going to end up winning this game. I think they got enough. They got enough in the tank. Uh, Atlanta's had a really really tough stretch to get to the playoffs, and then they've got the toughest matchup in the first round. Um, so I think they're going to be feeling it, and I think the run game with Philadelphia is going to be enough to get them past Atlanta. See, I just think at the end of the day in the NFL, it comes down to quarterback play. And yeah, when you got Matt Ryan, yeah, especially in the playoffs, when you got Matt Ryan going against Nick Foles, yeah. especially when you got a weapon like Julio yeah. and Muhammad Sanu out there. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, Nick, he, Matt Ryan's Atlanta working with a little bit better of a receiving core. Yeah, Atlanta could easily win this game, but uh, I think Philly's got enough to win one game at home. We'll see what happens the next round, but I got Philly. Not yeah, so there's the first disparity. Yeah, the first disparity in yeah. in our playoffs prediction. I don't think we will have disparity in this choice though. The number the two seed versus the four seed. We got the Saints traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Vikings, Vikings goddamn the two Vi- seed. Yeah, I mean the Vikings could potentially be the first ever team to play all of their playoff games in their home stadium. The Super Bowl is in Minnesota. Yeah, but. Crazy. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Drew Brees is going to come in and win this game. Exactly. Obviously. I mean, you've go. been hating on the Vikings yeah, all I year. Yeah, the theme of the year. I'm not going to back down now. I, mean, <laughs> I just, I don't. Case Keenum, you know, that's, he's, he's done a great job. Hats off to him. He's going to be a paid quarterback in this league for a while. Yeah. I mean, look at. But Drew Brees is going to come in. Think about the defense. They've got the run game. Um, and playing, playing in a dome, they're going to be fine. Yeah. New Orleans winning that game. I, I also have New Orleans winning that game. And real quick, I'm going to take a take a little shot at a former Rams coach, Jeff Fisher. Yeah. yeah All you know. two of his quarterbacks and two of his teams, what which actually turns out to be three different teams, are in the playoffs this year. The, the Titans made the playoffs. Yeah. The Vikings with Case Keenum are in the playoffs. And the, and the Rams with Jared Goff are in the playoffs. And Yeah, people have got a lot of... Jeff Fisher had people a, want to find as much reason to hate Jeff Fisher <laughs> as they possibly can. Well, he came out and was, he basically was like, "I don't really want to take credit, but those are kind of my players out there." And it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's what you do with the players. And yeah. Sean McVay did a hell of a lot better job with those players than you did. Yep. So sit down, Jeff Fisher. Now Jeff Fisher's uh, buying his words right now. That's for sure. Yeah. Now the AFC Championship game. Like I said, I think it's going to be chalk. Uh, Patriots versus Steelers. It's going to be in Foxborough. I got the Patriots winning this game. Hopefully there's like a movie scene in there where James Harrison makes some meaningful play. (laughs) Sacks like Ben Roethlisberger on like an important third down or something like that. That'd be kind of cool to see. He's going to make a play, I'm sure. Yeah. He'll put him in there. Um, And he's going to be great for scouting. But yeah, New England's winning the game. Yeah. New England's winning the AFC. Yeah, New England is going to win the AFC. They're ready to go. They're making a Super Bowl run. They're trying to, you they're, know. They're going for, Brady and Belichick are going for their sixth ring. It, it, it's, look, status. it's looking real nice. And in the NFC, we got the four versus the six seed. Kind of the battle battle of the NFC South to see who's going to really take the it final all. battle, yeah. I have the Saints winning. I got the Saints versus the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, and I also have the Saints coming in there to get the win. Yeah. Drew Brees going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's going to be I'm a classic, pumped. a classic Super Bowl matchup between Tom Brady and Drew Brees, yep. Bill Belichick, so Sean got, Payton. So we both got the Saints and the, the Patriots. Yeah, right? nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, Drew Brees, you know, what? Uh, one of my favorite all-time, uh, real quick, he's on, you know, he's on pace to break. He's going to break the all-time yards record next year. Probably. Year. Probably. It's going to happen. Unless he gets injured, he'll, 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 he needs less than 2,000 yards, so. Oh, he'll probably break that within the first six weeks of the season. You know, it's gonna be, I, I think it's a tough matchup. New Orleans has a really good football team, and honestly, I think top to bottom has a better team than New England. But in the in the Super Bowl, yeah, when it comes to the Super Bowl, if the if Brady Belichick are playing anybody but the Giants, I'm taking I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking the Patriots. Got the Patriots number six. Yeah, Tom Brady getting that Jordan as much as much as it pains me to say this, another New England Boston franchise will win a championship. Yeah, in my opinion, and it it sucks, and it it, it really sucks for me being a Rams fan and just how good of a year it was for them. And just like how storybook it would be for them to be able to make it to the Super Bowl after the kind of year they had. But I just think their youth and experience, they're they're a couple years away from even probably playing in the NFC Championship game. Just getting a home, being able to play a home game in LA is big time for them. That's a great step forward. They're all going to have playoff experience. Exactly. And they're going to have made, you know, they made it throughout the entire season, went 11-5, you know, like, the, they, they they know they know how to do it now. Yeah, um, exactly. So they they found the formula. Next year going to be that much easier, um, and every year forward, they're just going to get more and more comfortable, and everybody knows, you know, the more comfortable you are on the field, um, the easier it is. Yeah, no, definitely 100%. Um, so, yeah, we both have the Patriots and Saints in the Super Bowl. We both have the Patriots winning. Yeah, that wraps up the playoffs prediction. Now we're going to move into our TSK show NFL regular season awards. So, Tyler, who is your MVP of the NFL season this year? I think uh, I think people would be lying if they tried to give it to anybody else at this point. Uh, I think there's only one clear candidate, and that's Tom Brady. I mean... With all the injuries in New England, uh, with the lack of names, per se, on their side of the ball, um, he keeps doing it. Almost 4,600 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Uh, just year in and year out, he keeps on he keeps on producing. He's 40 years old. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he's the most valuable player in the NFL. I mean, if that team didn't have Brady, I don't know if they're winning a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean – uh, I also have Tom Brady, like you said, 32 touchdowns. He had uh, 4,577 total yards. Yep. He had a QBR of 70.2, and his completion percentage was 66.3. Yeah. And this is all at the age of 40 years old. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like he's slowing down at any time soon. Um, there's no reason to think that he's not going to come back strong next year. Um, and he's going to, yeah, and we both got to win the Super Bowl. So yeah. It, it just seems I, all know, right. I think, yeah, I think um, you're reaching if you want to go anywhere else other than Brady for MVP this year. He's the clear-cut guy. They're, number, yeah. they're the number one seed um, for the ninth time since 99. That's uh, insane. Uh, That's insane. They've won every uh, every divisional title but one in the last 15 years. <laughs> uh, you know, longevity counts for something. Yeah, he's a Tom Brady. MVP. 100%. It's it's interesting how in the NFL you can give the MVP to Tom Brady every year, but in the yeah. NBA you can't really give the MVP to LeBron James every year. No, well you can, you can you can't you know? exactly. It's just like it's that weird and argument. Unfortunately, these guys get so good that you put them at you want you're comparing them to themselves. So it's just like oh well, 
Brady's thrown for 50 touchdowns before, so 32 doesn't look as good. But but when you throw 32 touchdowns at com- the age of 40. Yeah, and you're comparing to the rest of the league, I think he was third in the NFL in touchdown passes. So yeah, like, exactly. He's a slouch by any means. Yeah. So, for Offensive Player of the Year. Which is, uh, a, weird, which is a weird award. Yeah. I mean, I just would assume it would always go to the MVP. But, but I mean, to me, this is the only other person <laughs> that has an argument for MVP. But being that he didn't play the last game, it kind of took that chance out. But it's talk early of the Rams, and call me biased if you want. The man had 1,300 rushing yards, 788 receiving yards. That's over 2,000 all-purpose yards for the year. Yep. He had 13 total touchdowns, which I believe led. Yeah, uh, tied t- t- for second. Yeah, tied for second. Um, that's my offensive player of the year. He had a pretty, pretty dismal year last year, and just the way South he. Back. No, no, offensive click in. I mean, yeah, and he's where it starts. Um, on the offensive player of the year where I gotta go, uh, Antonio Brown. He was just too. Um, he was too dynamic for the Steelers this year. Who had a great year. I don't think. Ever, I don't think people out there thought Pittsburgh was gonna be as good as they were this year, and I think he's a big reason why they were better. Um, Hundred catches again, fifteen hundred receiving yards, which is insane. Nine touchdowns. Uh, but more importantly, is the eyeball test. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's a person out there that watches Antonio Brown since. Uh, you know, he's the best receiver in the game. Yeah, he's down. number one. He's the best receiver in the game, and I, I think people are just awestruck when they watch him play. He's he makes plays happen. He he does incredible. And he makes plays out of nothing. He does incredible. He does incredible things on the field. Everybody knows who he is. It's not like the defenses aren't. Um, yeah, watching film on him all week. So. Defensive coordinators playing their defensive approach. At when they play the Steelers around 84. Yeah, and it, so I got him as the best offensive player outside of Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a very valid argument. So um, now defensive player of the year. Tough one this year. Really tough one. Because the good defenses weren't led by, like, one dominant guy. Exactly. It was and, core. Yeah, you know, um, Minnesota, you know, up front they had Griffin, and, and in the middle they got, you know, Kendrick. And Barr. And Barr. You, and the, the UCLA behind, connection and right there. Harrison Smith in the backfield. Yeah. Um, you know. Xavier and, Rose. And then, and then you got, yeah, Xavier Rose. And, you know, New Orleans has got, you know, Cam Jordan and, and Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. And these, and multiple guys. And then uh, Saxonville. Saxonville had two guys that had 15 sacks. Yeah. Um, and then they have two Pro Bowl corners. Which is, in, and nobody thought Jacksonville was going to be anything. So, yeah. So, you know, I went, I kind of went, I kind of reached for defensive player of the year. I went with individual guys. And honestly, it's kind of hard for me to give them this, but, because uh, they didn't play on playoff teams, but these two guys just kept making headlines every week. I kept making them see them play. Uh, see him play well is Darius Slade, Chandler Jones. Yeah, kind of both solid co, choices. Co-defensive player of the year, Chandler Jones, lead the league in sacks. Darius Slade tied for the tied for the NFL in picks, eight picks, seventeen sacks for Chandler Jones. Uh, best players on their defense. Uh, they lead their salt. They lead a solid defense. They just weren't quite on playoff football teams this year. I think they were both eight and eight though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good football teams, good football players. Yeah, and speaking of how both of those choices were not on playoff teams. The person I gave it to is on a playoff team, and that's one of the main reasons why I did give it to him was his team did make the playoffs. Yeah. But 
uh, Calais Campbell, defensive end for the Jaguars. 47 tackles, 14 and a half sacks, yep. three forced fumbles. Yeah, he and, and he's a free agent, so you saw the immediate impact. Of exactly, he's he he's gonna get paid. The other guy that was definitely in there was Aaron Donald. Yeah, he could he could easily, easily. Get this award. I think honestly, Aaron Donald is probably gonna be um, low key who the NFL is gonna end up giving it to. I that'd be awesome because everybody split votes. Um, exactly because I, there were so many teams. Yeah, he was really the, the only the individual the standalone. The Minnesota, Jacksonville, New Orleans guys. They all split the votes between themselves. The votes. Bobby Wagner and Seahawks just weren't good enough. Um, big Darius Big Play, Darius Big Play Slay and Chandler Jones not playoff teams. Yeah. So yeah, I think Aaron Donald is going to be a, a sleeper, but I like I like Slay. Yeah, I mean, and real quick, I gotta ask. Speaking of Bobby Wagner and the Seattle defense, yeah. is the Legion of Boom over? I don't think so. Because. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think so. Uh, just because Earl Thomas was, you know, we're not going to cover it, but I think we both agree he was probably comeback player of the year. Oh, easily. Easily. So, um, Bobby Wagner is still a defensive player of the year type of player, and then our defensive front is great. What we need is we need speed on the edge. Um, we're good uh, uh, with our corners, though. I like our corners. Um, Cam Chancellor and Richard Sermon, yes, they can take a step back, but... I think they're able to take a step back because of the youth. And, and, you know, we got Shaq Griffin coming up at corner. We still got Fire Maxwell and Jeremy Lane, who are guys that other teams want. So I don't think the Legion of Boom is over. I think the defense is just changing their identity. I don't think, okay. I don't think, um, I don't think the Legion of Boom is where we hang our hat anymore. I think the defensive front is um, where our defensive identity lies. All right. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, but no, I, I mean, I like, I, I like, I like the defense. Still, it was really banged up this year. Um, well, it'll be interesting to see what Cam and Sherman look like. But outside of that, I mean, I think bringing back the guys that we have, all we need to do is add a little bit of speed. We have power rushers, people like Sheldon Richardson, Michael Bennett. Yeah, um, they're good pass rushers, but they're they're physical, you know, big guys. They're not necessarily these athletic guys on the edge. So yeah, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. so. For Offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year, I actually have teammates. Yep, not bad. So, it could easily go that way. So, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, I have Alvin Kamara. Yeah, me too. His it's, stats are just too insane. Yeah. I mean, he has – these are veteran stats. And he really – he also really benefited. Pro Bowl running back. He also really benefit, benefited from Kareem Hunt taking a dip and Deshaun Watson getting hurt. But And, and Kareem Hunt, Deshaun Watson, any other year – yeah. I think would win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, even um, with getting hurt. All three of those guys are really good candidates. And, I mean, even Leonard Fournette had a great year. But yeah. Ultimately, Kamara, 120 carries, 728 yards, 6.1 yard, 6. yards per carry. That's insane. He also Eight touchdowns and then 81 catches. Yeah, he had 826 receiving yards, five touchdowns. 14 total touchdowns. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, he had a great year. Um, and that and that two headed monster of Mark Ingram and him really yeah, the propelled they're, that they're Saints the team. Those those two guys are the reason why I think they're going to make a Super Bowl run. Yeah, no, I definitely think that that strong run game is going to be a heavy anchor in that Super Bowl run. I assume you have Alvin Kamara as well. Yeah, Kamara so, for sure. Yeah. All right, and then defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I have his teammate Marshawn Lattimore, who's cornerback for the Saints. He had. 43 total tackles, one forced fumble, five interceptions, one of which was a pick six. 
Yeah, five picks. That's a great rookie year. Um, and he's and he could easily win that. Uh, I went. I I decided to go with the guy that came on late in the season. Uh, Pittsburgh's T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is the yeah, man. He's the reason why they they felt comfortable letting Harrison um, go. But uh, yeah, fifty-four tackles. He had seven sacks, a forced fumble, and a pick. So he did it all um, for them. He. Yeah, watch his play. Bright. He's a great, you know, eyeball, eyeball test guy. He's he's a great player to watch. You can see his energy, his motor on the field. I hope that um, I, I hope think, that Pittsburgh I think that he did enough at the end of the year to end up, you know, stealing this award. Yeah, I hope Pittsburgh and uh, Houston play next year or in the next couple of years because that's yeah. going to be a fun matchup. Yeah, JJ JJ talked talked a little bit about that. I saw he did an interview and how he said he was hoping they'd get one offensive snap so he could pop TJ in the mouth one time. Oh my God, that'd be awesome. And then I guess uh, his one brother plays for um, Carson. And uh, Carson, they played. have another brother. Yeah, he's a fullback. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, and so he played on. And JJ was saying that he was a lucky guy because on Thanksgiving he got to watch his his brother play for Carson, and then on Christmas Day he got to watch TJ play for. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so he said that he was able to just be a fan, even though TJ played Houston on Christmas Day. Yeah. He said he was able to be a fan for his brothers on Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's awesome. I always love hearing. That's a badass family. Yeah, I always love hearing about family members that are, like, in the league together. Well, and another award we're not going to cover, but um, the man of the year, I think that's going to end up going to J.J. Wall. It has to. I think, honestly, I thought I heard that they already gave it out. I don't know if you heard that. No. Uh, But, uh... Yeah, I think J.J. Watt's going to end up getting that. I mean, uh, he did. relief stuff. Yeah, he did incredible work with the, the, the Hurricane Harvey relief. But, yeah, so you got T.J. Watt. I got Marshawn Lattimore for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Now, Coach of the Year, I think we're both going to agree. Yep. It's definitely got to go, for me, Sean McVay. Yeah, uh, I think that's who they're going to – I think the NFL is going give to give him the – Philadelphia's coach has a, has a good chance as well. Also uh, – Doug Marone in Jacksonville? Yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean. But, I mean. I just don't. The, the difference, the, the exactly. turnaround. The turnaround. The I mean. And, and uh, first year, first year coach. Yeah. The Rams went 11-5 and five this year after going 4-12. and 12. Um, they, they had the lowest scoring offense last year, and they were now the highest scoring offense yeah. this season. Yeah. So, I mean, I think just really that. Yeah. Day and night. Just shows you what a what a you know you get a young energetic coach in there. You know, see what see what he can do. Hopefully and he's a quarterback guru. Look at look at the work. Look at Jerry Goff's body of work with Jeff Fisher, and look at it with Sean McVay. It's two different quarterbacks. No, no. I, I mean, it's it's a it's a match made in heaven too. It's the right guy at the right time. You know? Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, obviously, like teams like Cleveland wanted to get something like that going, but. You got to find the right guy at the right time. You can't really press it. Yeah, you got lucky, but he's coach of the year for sure. It has to be. So yeah, that wraps up our TSK show NFL regular season awards. We're now going to move to the NBA, and we're actually going to start doing now every week an NBA power ranking segment, kind of similar how yeah. we did the NFL power rankings. Yeah, but we're fully in the NBA season. Yeah, now. we're starting to get this a picture is, of the layout. What what teams are looking like this year? Christmas is over. The, the NBA over. had its coming out party. Yep, and you know after the All Star break, 
that's when the NBA season really gets going. Oh, yeah. That's when people are making playoff runs, roster changes are, are kind of finalized. Yeah, and what's interesting is uh, because of the, all the schedule changes, the, the trade deadline gets moved up a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen as we get closer to the trade deadline now that we're into the new year and yeah, closer. Said, someone's going someone's gonna to make a panic move this year and... and uh, I hope Sam Presti's on the phone uh, yeah, Presti, taking calls Presti, for uh, uh, Paul George. Yeah, Paul George, DeAndre Jordan. DeMarcus Cousins could DeMarcus potentially Cousins. be on the move. I hope DeMarcus gets moved. So do I. But I don't know where he yeah. would go. I don't know if I really want him on the Lakers. but Yeah, I mean, I I, I would love him on the Lakers. But that's, I just all, think, that's, I only, just, that's only if we can get Paul George or LeBron as well. I just the locker room issues are huge for me when it comes to Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, see, that's why we need Paul George or or, or someone to keep well, him level headed. Paul George honestly probably wouldn't be enough, but if we had LeBron, Lonzo, Demarcus, you think Luke he, Walton, you think he'd just get in line? I think it would work out all right with Luke Walton with uh, yeah. with LeBron. That's, been, a lot, that's a lot of ifs. I've been seeing a lot on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people want Luke Walton fired. Yeah. After how the Lakers have kind that's of just, that's just people overreacting in LA quickly, you know. Yeah. I mean? No, I don't think he should be fired at all. No, I don't even think you. I don't even think you start to review it until like this time next he's, year. Yeah, he's got a five-year deal. Yeah. He's only in year two. Yeah, I mean, this is these guys are, are still developing their game. Lonzo's just now starting to feel comfortable. Yeah. Shooting the ball and in the offense, you know, knowing where to pull his trigger. Um, they're, yeah, progress, he, they're progressing just fine. I like the way they look. Exactly. They're, they're going to be great. I mean, I've, they're, they're maybe one player away. I've, I've said it all year long that the Lakers are probably going to win about 35 games, maybe one or two less, maybe one or two more. Probably yeah. not looking like more right now. But all of their games are going to be more competitive and more exciting. Yeah. And in my opinion, they have been. I yeah, mean, that that's, I think it was the second year of Russell Westbrook's career, maybe the first year, but they went 41-41, and 41. and that was the first year Oklahoma City kind of took a big step, and it is, yeah, you know, it's only 41-41. I'm pretty, I'm pretty but, sure uh, the first year of Russell, KD, and James Harden, they went like, they started the year like 9-20. and 20. Yeah, so, you know, I think you just got to give these things time. Um, I don't think there's any reason to panic on LA. If anything, we should be pumped. I mean, Kuzma... Was a steal. Yeah. Josh Hart and looks like he can actually play. Yeah. He looks like a steal in the draft. Um, if if the if the draft was redone today, Kuzma would be a top five pick. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I think Kuzma's uh, a really good player. And you know, people have missed time. Nance missed some time. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna, we're gonna figure it out. They're progressing fine. I, I I like where LA's going, but yeah, we're gonna we're we're in the we're in the midst of the season. Yeah. Anyway, so we can start we can start ranking these guys. Yeah. Now that now that we uh got off on that Laker tangent, we can move back to yeah. the just because they're not in the top ten. That's the only reason why. Hey, they're they're a top ten scoring offense in the league. Yeah. I yeah. saw that while I was doing my notes earlier. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean it's with. I think the real LA fans know where they need to be win wise. Exactly. And I think next year, what we're really banking on is free agency. That's what we really need to uh, we need to take advantage of this year. Yeah. So now we'll we're gonna like like I was saying before we got onto that Laker ta- tangent. We're gonna do the NBA power rankings similar to how we did the NFL rankings. Just rank them 
one through ten. We'll start at number ten. Yep. Tyler, who you got at number ten? I'm gonna start out with the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. Um, you know they're a middling team. They're they're one of those teams that are on the the brink of being a a, a top tier team. But yeah, I definitely. don't think they're quite there yet. Giannis is still uh, Giannis. He's a freak. Obviously, that's yeah. where that's where they want to be at. But uh, I think you know they're just trying to. They're still trying to figure out the identity. They run so many crazy lineups. Um, they still have players that are developing their game, like Thon Baker. Yeah, uh, who just got yammed on and killed oh, by man, Russell Russ. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year, Thon Baker. Uh, but yeah, they, they got they got really good players. I, I what what I am interested to see is how they handle Jabari Parker. I think they need to move on from Jabari. I think I, I think yeah, they need to get something for him. Uh, Bledsoe's playing okay. Um, and, and, you know, I think ultimately they're going to be all right in the, uh, the East, but they're definitely I, – I got them at 10 because I think they're a team that can easily move up into, like, that top six. But they could also, you know – Take they, a dip down. Yeah, if they have a bad 10 games, they could be out of the playoffs type of team. So, it's yeah. like it, – it, they really are a, they really are an amoeba in the league. But, um, yeah, right now I got them sitting around 10. I still uh, – just because freak freak, man. Yeah, so for my, my number 10 – is actually, I think, somewhat of a similar team. I got the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, very similar. They're coming in at 24-14 and 14 right now. Uh, the Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, Jimmy Butler experiment seems to, seems to be working pretty well. Butler's really taking that leadership role yeah. head-on for that team. Especially with Thibodeau. You know, yeah. It's, it's good to see those guys playing well together. Yeah, the Timberwolves, they average the sixth most, sixth most points as a team, at 108.7 points per game as a team. I definitely think they have a very good chance to do well in the playoffs if they can make it. They're sitting in the fourth seed in the West right now, so they're, they're, yeah, that's I pretty think, good for I them. Think, I think, they're, I think they're, they're okay. I finally feel good enough to say I, I, uh, they're a playoff team now. Um, yes, injury can come at any time, but I don't really see... They're not like a one, you know... I don't think if one of those guys goes down, they're out of the playoffs. I think right. missing one of those guys are still a playoff team, which is what they weren't in years past. Exactly. Like now that, they have, but they, they have, have the depth. setup to be able to do that. Yeah, they got depth. You know, they got Taj Gibson. They got they got Gorgie Jang. And, you yeah, know, Jeff Teague as well. Obviously, Jay Crossover, the Seattle, the Seattle Shout out Star, Jamal Crawford. Shout out Jamal, any chance you can. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking good. Yeah, uh, who you got in the number nine nine spot? I'm going with the uh, I'm going with John Wall, Bradley Beal. Wow. Yeah, that's I pretty low in my opinion. Really? I, th- yeah. I think it's pretty low. They, they're they're still missing something. I mean, no, no matter what, I think people, all, everybody knows in the playoffs. Same with Toronto. I just don't think anybody's afraid of them in the seven game series. Yeah. They're a great team. I mean, John Wall's as good as anybody. Bradley Beal's having a, uh, his his best season yeah. as a pro. Um, they have veteran big guys, but Kelly uh, Oubre's really coming into his own. Oubre's a great player, and and he's and he's a, he's one of those guys that plays really well at home. You know, yeah, he loves role players. Yeah. It's just like when he comes off the bench, people are he's that are spark excited. plug. Um, and he's a guy that you need to play well in a playoff matchup to win a series, but. If I'm hanging my hat with Kelly Oubre, I don't know. If, I don't yeah. know how I like those odds exactly against a Boston or a Cleveland. Um, so yeah, I got them at nine. Okay. Uh, just because, just because I, I'm not really sure how they play out in a seven game series. Yeah. So my my number nine is the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Uh, they're coming in at 20 and 17. Yeah. They've, they've pretty much seemed to have figured out everything with how to play with each other, all three, yeah. Russell Westbrook, Melo, yeah. Paul George on yeah. the court at one time. Yeah. Uh, they've made their way into the five seed in the West when they were looking on the outside. Mm-hmm. They were on the outside looking in uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, and I remember the first episode we did uh, a playoff prediction for the NBA. Yeah. It was right around when the season was about to start. Yeah, uh, I had OKC as the four seed. Yeah, I had them too. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're in the five seed right now, and it, it's very, very Maybe possible. Down, but yeah. They, but uh, yeah, you know, to me, I think Billy Donovan for the rest of the season just needs to figure out his rotation. Exactly. I think every week, just keep working on that rotation to figure out. How do I keep, because that bench is so limited, how do I keep one of the big three on the court at all times? Exactly. And uh, I think if he keeps working on his rotation throughout the entire season, and by the playoff time, when they have, when if they, if they got those three guys in rotation down pat, and they know they got offense on the court at all times, they're going to be fine. Um, so yeah, you know, they're, they're throwing up good numbers. You know, you're consistently seeing those guys get in the 20 point range is what you want. Yeah. You need those um, three guys to get it. I think the other night, Russell had a 38 point triple double and both those guys scored in the 20. So it's just yeah. like, you need those guys that, you're, to you're score anywhere games. from like 60 to 75 points combined each game. Yeah. And Russell's going to be, Russell's going to be Russell. Um, so it's just all about having, you know, figuring out that Paul George Carmelo, Rotation. I mean, yeah. uh, really. If I was, if I was Billy Donovan, they have enough wins. Um, sitting in the five seed, they're in a good enough position to where they could play with the rotation, not really worry about dropping out yeah. of the playoffs per se. But obviously, they can't fuck around too much. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that's what the the Thunder need to do for the rest of the year. Just just keep tweaking that rotation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So moving on, coming in at number eight, uh, we just touched on these guys, but uh, I got Thibodeau. The, the Timberwolves. Okay. Eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like them uh, to be, I think they're going to be the team that makes noise in the playoffs and win their, their, their first round matchup. They're, it's not going to be favorable. They're going to win. Uh, just because okay. Thibodeau um, with that defense, that, yeah, that defense, defense is just like, I, real I, I really like Minnesota in a seven game series. They haven't done it together yet, but uh, I think Thibodeau's a good enough coach. And, you know, with guys like Gibson and uh, Jimmy Butler that did it with Thibodeau, they're going to upset somebody. Yeah, no, I definitely think... You know, Carl Anthony Towns is problems for San Antonio. You know what I mean? They don't have a guy that can guard him. Golden State doesn't have a guy to guard him. Now, I don't know if Minnesota can score with Golden State, but... Yeah, that's another another story for another day. Yeah, we'll see. Um, But my number eight is actually the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Um, probably one of the biggest surprises of the season so far. Yeah, I think I think they're number one. Is surprise? Oh yeah, surprise team. And, and yeah, I mean they're twenty and fifteen. They started out real hot, yeah. kind of came back to earth, but they're still the fourth seed in the East right now. Drummond is an absolute monster. Tobias is playing well. Tobias is playing well. Yeah. Um, Drummond been, is a Drummond is a fucking monster. I mean, he's, he's getting he's getting center. Yeah, he's getting like twenty rebounds almost every night. Yeah, he's definitely looking like an All NBA player this year. Um. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they can continue their early success throughout the season and if they can sneak into the playoffs in the East yeah. somehow. Yeah, I don't got Detroit in my top ten, so that's a that's a good one. Yeah. Um. Now number seven. Uh. I said the Wizards were a little low at nine for you. Yeah. Uh, I got the Wizards at seven. 
Uh, they're, they're you tw- had, did you have OKC at nine? Yeah, I have OKC at yeah, nine. Yeah, see, I have OKC at seven, so we flip flop our seven nine. Okay. Well, Wizards, they're twenty one and sixteen. They're the fifth seed in the East. Yep. John Wall and Bradley Beal, they've been playing lights out. Yep. Uh, I think Beal's going to be an All Star for the first time in his career this year. Um, yeah, especially I mean that two guard position is so thin to begin with. I think he's uh, he's he's now in that upper class of two guards. With, yeah, with Clay and, and uh, James Harden. And personally, for my power rankings, uh, I think given their experience and the talent that they have, that's why I put them over Detroit. Yeah, yeah, I take them over Detroit definitely. Um, yeah, I, I like Washington. Um, and I like OKC. I got OKC yeah. number seven. I mean, I think they're. I think at the end of the year they're going to finish in the top five. But like I said, Billy Donovan been work on that road toe. Yeah, uh, number six. I got old reliable at twenty six and twelve. The San Antonio Spurs. Okay. They got the third best record in the West. Kawhi's back. Kawhi's but back. Pop's being very cautious with him. That's all right. But Pop, Pop, Pop knows how to run a, a managed minutes. Yeah, exactly. He's the master at that. I think. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing is the Spurs' defense. They've, they're giving up the least amount of points per game to their opponents in the league at 98.1. That's unreal. To, in this NBA, to... To hold teams under 100 points, that's nuts. And Aldridge is having a hell of a year. Yeah, see, to me, that it, with San Antonio, that's kind of like the, the, the light and the dark side is, well, let's see how Kawhi comes in. Exactly. Aldridge was having that good of a year because Kawhi was out. Yeah. But I mean, he he's averaging right now twenty two and eight. Yeah. No, I mean, Lamarcus is looking like Lamarcus again, and that's that's what you hope for. Hopefully, Kawhi doesn't mess that up too much. Um, but for me, coming at number six, I got the six. I got oh. Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, you know, same old team, same old squad. Um, like I said, unfortunately, I think they're like the Wizards. I still, I just. I just don't see this team winning playoff. Uh, playoff I think series. they'll win one playoff series. I think they'll win their first I mean, round matchup, depending on how who, you know, they, who they're matched up against. You know, if they play someone like Milwaukee, or that's a or real New scary York, matchup. New York, even yeah. New York. I mean, it's like you don't even you know, or Drummond. You know, yeah. I just I just don't know. I I don't like I don't like Toronto playoff series, but they're great. They're a great regular season team. Um, Lowry and DeRozan are, are top top tier players in the NBA. Yeah. So, do you have the Spurs at five then? Yep. Because I have the Raptors at five. Yep. Yep. Spurs at five. It's tough to not have the Spurs in the top five. But yeah, uh, yeah, like you said, um, Lamarcus is playing great. Kawhi's back. Popovich is the ultimate minutes manager. So um, they're going to be there. Just you know, same old song and dance like Brady yeah. Belichick. Exactly. And for the Raptors, I mean. They're 25 and 10. They got the second best record in the East. Yep. Uh, DeRozan just dropped 52 to start the new year, so that yeah, was tight. DeRozan's great. I yeah, mean, he's, he's such a good player, but um, and I think he's a perfect player for Toronto. Yeah. Um, but they're just not. They're not that. T- they're not. They're not. They're not making a push for the what really the title match. What put what made me put them in my top five over San Antonio was the fact that they're averaging the second-highest points per game as a team in the league. Yeah, yeah, at no, they fill it up. Yeah, they're at 111.2, tied with New Orleans with the yeah. second-most yeah. uh, points per game as a team. Um, that They can score the rock. Yeah, absolutely. They're, I mean, DeRozan and Kyle Lowry can score against anybody. They're as good as a backwards anybody in the NBA. Yeah. And number four, I got the Rockets. Me too. Uh, they're twenty six and nine. James Harden's out for about two weeks. 
he uh, strained his hamstring. He's just too good. Yeah. He, but uh, he strained his hamstring against the Lakers in that overtime game, yeah. which the Lakers basically gave away, uh, which I don't They're know if they about. Yeah, but they had that incredible win streak uh, mm-hmm. that was actually snapped by the Lakers. Yep. Then they went on to lose four straight, but they're tied with Golden State for the most points per game as a team at 115.2 points per game. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, they're solid. They're going to be right there. They're going to be in the Western Conference. Um, battling it out with San Antonio and Golden State and those guys. James Harden, another MVP candidate. Um, but yeah, Chris Paul and Eric Gordon are going to be fine without James Harden for the time being. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Trevor team, Ariza, yeah, always that can, solid. That he can score with anybody. Um, they're looking good. I like Houston. Uh, James Harden, though, is just, I can't say enough. It's so crazy watching him play. He's yeah. just so good. I mean, just imagine I mean, if if you're guarding him one on one and he's got the ball in his hands, it's it's a bucket. Yeah, just plain Did you, and simple. I I think I sent this. I sent the video that, that where Josh Hart got yeah. tied up in his arm. Yeah, it's that. like when the rookie meets the all star and there's a foul yeah, that's involved. What it is, that's going though, on the you know, rookie. That's the kind of shit that you know, veterans. The game slows down and you're comfortable. Exactly. And you're and you and you've got experience. Um, you you just you recognize moments like that and you take advantage and rookies just don't you can't you can't do that shit with James Harden that's yeah how it is. you just know it's gonna be a foul on you yeah um, now here's here's where it gets interesting because I think you can go a couple different ways with the two three yeah I, mean, I, I got number who do you got at number three right now I got Cleveland so do three. I just because I'm gonna give the nod to Boston because of their chemistry factor agreed um, Cleveland I do think is the better roster. On paper, on paper, Isaiah's back. He's the gunner. He's 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 who who Cleveland needs. I mean, they exactly. I, I really do believe that um, Isaiah can score 26, 27 a game for Cleveland, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I think that's what LeBron wants. It, it, Kevin Love's having a great year, um, and uh, I think they're figuring out how to play with D Wade as far as the rotation goes. And LeBron's yeah. LeBron, so. Um, yeah, it coming back. We're gonna really. It's, I'm, I'm excited to watch him play um, and see where where they go. But right now, Boston's chemistry and getting all those guys playing at that level. Um, I'm gonna give the nod to Boston as far as the number one spot in the East. Yeah, I mean, uh, but that's just for now. I yeah, think, I think Cleveland's gonna end up taking that spot. Yeah, I mean, this is just for the yeah this week. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland. They're they got the third best record in in the East. They're 25 and 12. Uh, Isaiah Thomas came back Tuesday night. He scored 17 points in 19 minutes. And that's what he can do. You know, that's that, and that's what LeBron wants. Exactly. I mean, that LeBron efficiency. Wants, LeBron, LeBron would rather be, you know, using his energy on defense, barking, playing freelance defense, and then, and then running it out on offense. Yeah. And I, uh, if he has a matchup, he can just bully it down low. Yeah, I think having Isaiah's Isaiah... has got the green light. Yeah. Uh, having, having Isaiah on the floor... With LeBron James, it's going to take a huge load off of LeBron. Mm-hmm. You'll probably see a decrease in his numbers, but his but LeBron's percentages and his impact on the court, which is already tremendous, yeah. it's going to just skyrocket now with having a player like Isaiah Thomas on the floor with him. And yeah, at number two, I got the Celtics as well. Yeah. Best record in the East, 30-10. Yeah. They only trail San Antonio in opponents' points per game. Yeah. They give up 98.5 points per game. And as a team, they average 103.5 points per game. Yeah, it's just people like, you know, 
Jalen Brown and Tatum and Horford, and those guys are just playing so well right now. Yeah, Tatum looks like he could be um, Rookie of the Year, potentially. Yeah, yep, and, you know, Mark Smart coming off the bench. Uh, Mark those two Morris, huge Morris offensive is, foul Morris plays. Is in there. Morris is in there now playing well. He's, he's getting comfortable. Yeah, Kyrie's just magnificent. Kyrie's having a career year. And they're doing this all without Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That And, you know, that's hats off to Brad Stevens. That's why I give them the nod. And I mean, when it comes to Boston Cleveland matchup, Brad Stevens owns the coaching matchup. That's hundred percent. Brad Stevens is the best coach in the East. So yeah, I mean, Brad Brad Stevens is a better coach than LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, oh I, wait, I, I mean Tyloo. I really, I, I mean, I truly believe that Popovich is basically the only guy that has anything over Brad Stevens. I mean, yeah, Steve Kerr is a great coach, um, and there's some other guys out there, but. To me, the class, the class coaches, it's Popovich since Brad. I mean, when you when you really think about it, in terms of coaching, there's only four or five coaches that have rings in the NBA right now. Yeah. Pop, Kerr, uh, Ty Lue, got, Doc Rivers, and you got uh, uh, what, uh, Dallas, uh, Rick Carlisle. Yeah, Rick five. Carlisle. That's five. Rick Carlisle is a great coach, but yeah, no, there's not. You know, Thibodeau was an assistant with Boston, but he wasn't. The yeah, head he coach. wasn't the head coach. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Boston. I got Boston number two team yeah. in, in, the, in the NBA. Yeah, and then uh, obviously number one. Their uh, chemistry is just great. And then number one. Yeah, we both have the Warriors. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory on that. Yeah. 29 and 8, best record in the league in terms of percentages. Played great without Steph. Steph yeah, back. played incredible without Steph. And now that he's back, they're, they're not gonna, off yeah, and running again. They're getting great production out of Jordan Bell. He's... Incredible. Yeah. yeah, so it's just it, it's just looking like another year that uh, Golden State's going to take on the chip. Yep. Barring a barring a Kevin Durant injury. Yeah. No, I definitely. I mean, we said it. I believe pretty yeah. much yeah. every time we talk about the NBA, it's going to be Warriors, Cavs, yeah, and that, the finals. And, and I mean, Golden State, the Golden State deserves that that respect. I mean, they are the class. You, you know, I don't think you knock them off the pedestal until they knock themselves off. Exactly. I mean, they, they, They've earned the right. Um, you know, they got all the accolades. They've got all the talent. They, they keep playing well together. It's not like you don't hear none of these like comp chemistry locker room bullshit with the Warriors. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you're winning like that, everybody's on the same page. I mean, look at look at a player like Nick it, Young. I mean, people the people that aren't you know. I think if you, you went around to the, and you had people say they're top five NBA players. Um, I think a lot of professionals wouldn't put Steph Curry in their top five. No. And it's like, you know, two years ago, this guy was the best player in the world. Yeah. I mean, people were saying, you know, yeah, there's LeBron, but it's LeBron or Steph, you know, 73. Yeah, now it's LeBron and KD. But, I mean, talking talking about the locker room and how and chemistry and all that, look at a player like Nick Young, who's been looked at as kind of like a jokester and yeah. kind of like a locker room, not issue, but... Something not as serious in the locker room. A shot. I mean, it's and just he, like, look how well he fits in. Yeah, because when everybody's easy, winning, easy everything's easy. It's easy for Nick Young. To He's got no expectations up there. That's what. That's the kind of. That's the kind of role Nick Young drives, and you can't have any pressure on him, or he's not going to do well. I mean, exactly. Nick Young is one of the is one of the worst good Lakers ever, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll run through mine, and then you can run through yours top to bottom. But number one, I got the Warriors, two Celtics, three Cavaliers, four Rockets, five Raptors, six San Antonio Spurs, seven Wizards, eight Pistons, 
nine Oklahoma City Thunder, and ten the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, we had the we had nine out of the ten same teams. You had Detroit. I had Minnesota. Yeah. Um, or or I had Milwaukee. You had yeah. Detroit. Uh, but our top four were the same. I went Golden State, Boston, Cleveland, Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, we flip flopped our five six. I went San Antonio, Toronto. Um, then I went OKC, Minnesota, Washington, and Milwaukee. Yeah, we flip flopped our our seven and nine. Yeah, our five six and our seven and nine. Uh, and then our top four were the same. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty that's good pretty, for not, yeah. not matching up before. Yeah, we did it, and we basically did our notes in separate rooms. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's yeah. Good and now to end this episode today, uh, I came up with a little uh, NFL playoffs trivia game that I wanted to run Tyler through a little gauntlet of five trivia questions on the NFL playoffs. So let, if you're keeping score at home, let's see how well he does. I have no idea where this is going, <laughs> so let's, let's see what happens. So, number one, who has the longest reception in a game in the NFL, in NFL playoffs history? And I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. It's a multiple choice I, question I got for all five. In my head, so I hope his name pops up on this five. So, all right. So A. Wes Welker. Okay. B. Jerry Rice. All right. C. Mushin Muhammad. D. Heinz okay. Ward. Damn, my guy wasn't on there. Who was your guy? Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh. Um, that would have been a good one. Yeah. Um, Do you right. want me to run through it again? Yeah. A. Wes Welker. Not him. B. Jerry Rice. C. Mushin Muhammad. D. Heinz Ward. Mushin and uh, Heinz Ward are, are definitely who, I, who I'm feeling. I, I'm, I'm going with Mushin Muhammad. You are 100% correct. Yeah, I, yeah. I did not think you were going to get that one, but yeah. it is it is Mushin Muhammad in Super Bowl 33 yeah. from Jake DeLome, Jake DeLome. for okay. an 85-yard touchdown. Okay, so did you did you look to see if some of those guys had long ones? Like, do, do those, or did yeah. you just pick three? Well, I mean... I, they're, I, they're up there. No, I didn't know. For this one, I just... Pick some names. Picked random receivers. Heinz okay. Ward was a good one to throw in there. Yeah, that's a good one because he's he's someone that yeah. had played played a lot of playoff games. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah, so this this is yeah. playoffs, not yeah, just if Super Bowl. Had, if you would have yeah, if you would have Larry though, I would have Larry. <laughs> I, I, I just that man. So number two, who has the most receiving touchdowns in one game in NFL playoffs history? Is it bad that Larry just pops into my head for all? Okay, so A. Michael Irvin, B. Larry Fitzgerald, C. Ricky Sanders, D. Jerry Rice. Ricky Sanders. Well, I, you see that name? It makes it. That name makes it. I'm uh, throwing you off here. Yeah. Um, fuck it. I'm going with my gut. I got. I got Larry Legend. Incorrect. Is it Ricky Sanders? No, it is D. Jerry Rice. He had three touchdowns twice in one game. Both in Super Bowls, Super Bowl 24 and Super Bowl 29, yeah, as a one, member one of the 49ers. Of those, one of those, I think, was against the Bengals. He, he lit up for three. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure on that. But, All right. Okay. Yeah, so I you're yeah. one right. out of two. I mean, it's not surprising. Jerry Rice. Yeah, and he did it twice. He had three touchdowns in one game twice. Okay. Uh, who has the number three? Who has the most rushing touchdowns in one game in NFL playoffs history? Okay, here we go. A. Emmett Smith. I got a name in my head. B. Terrell Davis. C. Eddie George. D. Marcus Allen. Damn. Okay, those are those, <laughs> are, those are good. Those. Okay, so who is the middle two? Eddie George and. Uh, so A. Emmett Smith. B. Terrell Davis. C. Eddie George. D. Uh, Marcus it's between, Allen. It, it's between. It's between B and C. Who is it? Oh my God. 
You know, I want to say, I I love, I want to say, I want to say Terrell Davis had a four touchdown game. I'm going with TD. He had a three touchdown game, and you are 100 percent correct. He's correct. All right. Super Bowl 30. He had he had monster games yeah. when when everyone was watching. Super Bowl 32, three touchdowns as a member of the Denver Broncos. Yep. Most rushing touchdowns in one game by one player, Terrell Davis. Nice. All right. I'm two for three. Two, two out of three. three. Two out of three. All right. Now, this is going to be a good one. Okay. Who has thrown the most interceptions in one game in huh. NFL playoff history? Yes. A, Rich Gannon. B, Jim Kelly. C, Steve Young. D, Peyton Manning. Okay. See, those top two, Jim Kelly and those four Super Bowl losses, I'm sure he had a bad game. Um, who who is A? A was another one. A was Rich Gannon. And Rich Gannon, they got obliterated <laughs> by, the, by the Buccaneers in that Super Bowl, which he could easily throw multiple picks. Um, and this is just a playoff game. This isn't a Super Bowl. Just a playoff game. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Rich Gannon. I think and I think it was against the Bucks in the Super Bowl. You're three out of four now. Yeah. Rich Gannon, five interceptions, Super Bowl thirty-seven, yeah. Raiders versus Bucks. Yeah, because I mean, uh, Dexter Jackson had two picks in that game, and he and he ended up um, getting Super Bowl MVP, and he ended up getting paid by the Cardinals that yep. year. He was no good. I mean, yeah. he was like a product of the system. So. Yeah, nice, nice. I'm I'm glad I worked out. Worked yeah, out yeah. Out. So three out of four. All right. So pretty good right now. You're seventy-five percent. Not bad. Now. Who has the longest interception return in NFL playoffs history? James Harrison. I don't even need to go through the options. You you got to give me the options. (laughs) James Harrison against the Cardinals right before halftime. 100-yard pick six, Super Bowl 40, Steelers versus Cardinals. I'll never forget the shot of him with the gas, with the air mask. He won that game. That that game is uh, one of my all-time favorite Super Bowls. I constantly... uh, Yeah, he single-handedly won that game. Because... Uh, I remember almost falling asleep in the first half of that game. It was so terrible. Um, and then Harrison makes that play right before halftime. And then that second half was fucking fireworks. I yeah. Mean, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, that, that, so he, he he came to mind when he hit, he caught a slant up the middle and just took it all the way. Yeah, I remember that. He looked like he was fast. He's not fast. I mean, he had two touchdowns in that half, and then we got I think you got the the crazy tiptoe in the end zone by Santonio Holmes yep. at the very end. Yep. I didn't know who was going to win that game. It was it was it was uh, big punches after big punches. But yeah, James Harrison. So, I'll never forget. Just that. just to humor myself. Yeah. I'm gonna give you the options. Yeah, let's hear it. It was A. Ty Law, B. Dwight Smith, C. James Harrison, D. Rodney Harrison. See, Dexter Jackson would have been a good one to throw in there because I know he had a big pick six. Yeah. Uh, Against against the Raiders, but yeah, James Harris. I know, so I four out of five, eighty percent. Good job, Tyler. I'm yeah, impressed. I should, I should get a bonus for James, though. I <laughs> yeah, I didn't even need to go through the the options. I, you almost didn't even let me finish the question. Yeah, I, I knew it. But anyway, that wraps it up. You got any shout outs before we get out of here? You know, since I should throw any golf in this mix because he helped, but I'm gonna shout out the Buffalo Bills one time. Even though they almost fucked it up and didn't sit Tyrod, I'm kind of pissed him at the playoffs because it makes him seem like that was okay thing to do. Yeah, but I'm gonna give the Buffalo Bills a shout out because they now uh, they turned the Seattle Mariners uh, into the longest uh, drought in playoffs for a pro sports team. Wow. So, uh, Bills shot at had, the hometown. Shot 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 at the hometown, but Buffalo, you know, it's been since '99. You hadn't made the playoffs. 
now Seattle hasn't made the playoffs since 02. That's the longest playoff drought in pro sports. Um, shout out to Bills for putting the Mariners in that top spot. Yeah. So that wraps it up for this week here on the Sports Kingdom Show. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash TSK show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TSK show, or just type in the keyword, the Sports Kingdom show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. We will be back next week with another great episode. Peace. Yes, sir.